Coming to you live from Pro Tour Dublin, it's the Slam Dunklers. And we are here live at Pro Tour Dublin doing event coverage on the Pro Tour Theros event. Not really. Uh, Much more likely to be at the Tabernacle of Pendervale than at Pro Tour Dublin right now. (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, we, we did not get Pro Tour invites. We did not get... Close to Pro Tour invites. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I hung out with Kai once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know who Kai is. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, the Pro Tour Dublin is this week, guys, and we need to give a major shout-out to Buffalo's own Kai Burnett and wish him good luck for the event. Yep. He is there. He qualified through... Um, Top, and top Grand, 16. Yeah. Uh, Grand Prix for and Loathing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yes, in honor of Kai's Pro Tour event, the Slam Dunklers. John, I haven't, I haven't told John about this. I haven't, um. <laughs> I haven't told anyone about this. I am, I'm going to keep it real here. I, you know, part of the, the event is standard. The other part is draft. So what I'm going to do for all of the Dunkler fans out there, and for in honor of Kai being at the event, in our hatred of Tom Martell, I will I will be making a special limited edition Slam Dunklers Curse of the Swine Tom Martell board. Okay, it's happening. I'm I'm doing it. Yes. So if oh, you're, if you're a fan of the Dunkler, if if you're uh, you know if, if we know that you give props to us and you like us and you give your shout outs to Alex Bianchi and all that, you might be able to get some of these tokens. On top of that, I'm also working on the oh, this is kind of like a little bookkeeping section. I'm working on the the videos from the Theros pre-release. It took a while to get the audio back and had to be cleaned up, so those should be up by the time this is posted. <laughs> These should be up by the time Born of the Gods is out. Hopefully, uh... <laughs> I was hoping Modern uh, Masters too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm working on that. That should be up. Um, also, I also got the pictures from the event, and there will also be a special Slam Dunklers 1-1 Soldier token. So if you own Elspeths, you're going to want these Dunkler tokens. Ooh. They will be out as well. Nice. And I'm going to working on a third, a third token, guys. I'm, I, I've, I haven't, since we've been on MTG Cast, I haven't had to make the, the, the poorly done photoshops over, over Sean Kemp's face. So <laughs> I'm going to, going to make some tokens. Uh, there was a PTQ in Toronto. It was like the largest PTQ ever, I was told. It had like 390-something yes. people, 396 is, is the number yep. I got. And there were it was, it was in Canada, so there, just by, you know, just logistics, there were a lot of Canadians there. Yeah. And, you know, I heard the Canadians talking a lot of smack, saying wait, about, wait a second. Why are you telling this story? I was actually there. Well, you, you were. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. <laughs> okay. John was there. But I, I was I was told by a source that, that the Canadians are talking a lot of smack, and they say how American PTQs are soft, and the Canadians always come down to win them because they're so easy. So John, let's get a let's get a recap of the event, a first hand event, first hand event recap from John Blevins. Okay, so yeah, so like you said, there's there's a specific there's a specific Canadian player that Kai knows. I I don't really know him, but I, I've seen him around. He's a uh, in the like the good Canadian player like group. I don't know if you've been to any of the Canadian or even the like local PTQs around here, you know, like the guys I'm talking about. And this is one guy that Kai knows that is talking all sorts of smack. Uh, like 
he he comes up to Kai like Kai's like EXO and he's like you know you, you might as well just drop because you know Canadians gonna win the PTQ Americans never win any uh, Canadian PTQs never happen blah 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 so like that's whatever Alex draws in <clears throat> Alex shout outs to Alex Bianchi shout outs to Alex for drawing Bianchi. in for drawing in to Canadian to the top eight of the PTQ so Alex is XO one he gets to draw in in the game, last round game day champion PTQ is, top eighter it, which is actually awesome. Uh, it was actually awesome because there was exactly the number of X ones. Uh, if there are any, if there are any more X ones, he wouldn't have been able to draw any. He would have had to play. Uh, but there was twelve or whatever the number was. We did the math. He he drew in. It was awesome. Um, so that happens. Kai has to. Kai's at a win and situation, and he wins. So uh, he wins. Suck He's at in, Canada. Yeah, suck, suck at Canada. He's in the top eight. Uh, we're me, uh, shout outs to the group I went with, which was, uh, me, John Jividen, Dan Stella, Alex Bianchi, and Lucas Abuda. That was, it was a pretty stacked car. We, uh, it was us five and Kai were sitting at a, a table just talking about, um, like how the top eight was going to go. And, um, the, the Canadian guy comes over. We have two people at this table from America in the top eight. The guy, the Canadian guy comes over and he goes, you know, are you guys betting, man? Because I'm, I'm willing to bet a lot of money that there's going to be a Canadian that wins this PTQ, not an American. And, you know, like we talk smack back and forth, whatever. And then he walks away. The second after he walks away, his friend comes up to him and says, oh, dude, did you make it in? And he goes, uh, no. And we all just start laughing hysterically at him. He just gets owned the second he leaves the table. It was hilarious. Yeah. And then, um, so that happens. Uh, so a funny thing about this PTQ, the venue, the event venue closed at midnight and the P the top eight draft had just ended at midnight. So we had to move from the event center to Timmy Ho's. Not <laughs> kidding. We played the top eight. In Timmy Ho's. PTQ Tim Hortons. Yep, that's 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 the definition of Canada right there. Um, There's some playing. great magic stories happening in Tim Hortons. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, so we're playing the they're, they're playing in the top eight and uh, by the way uh, the Canadian streamer Dagger Four uh, also made the top eight. Um, so they're uh, the Canadian guys are talking while they're playing because the, the two guys uh, they know each other um, and they're like. They're just assuming that Bianchi's going to lose to like one of the other, one of their other Canadian friends. They, they don't uh, know the legend of Alex Bianchi. They don't know the legend of the Alex he, Bianchi. He is a game day champion. If if they had the information that he was a game day champion, might have changed their tone a little bit. It might have changed their tone a little bit. So Bianchi crushes, as uh, expected, as expected. And we before going before going into the top the top eight, we knew that the brackets worked out so that uh, Alex and Kai were on opposite sides of the bracket, which is awesome. Which was just beautiful. So, uh, you know, Kai wins his round, Bianchi wins his round. Then uh, Bianchi's playing against Dagger 4, <laughs> and uh, they go to game 3, and uh, I'm, Bianchi has a, a, is playing uh, red-white, and he has a chance to, like, kill kill one of his guys. He, he has a chance where, like, he doesn't attack with all of his guys, and I'm, I'm talking to Jim, and I'm like, I would have attacked there, and he's like, uh, yeah, I probably would have too. And then he, Bianchi... Uh, plays Rage of Porphyros on his on his unicorn. And I'm like, oh man, he missed the land drop, and then he killed his his unicorn. He bolted the birds of the five drop removal spell. So pro, didn't even I didn't even think about that. Like just just Alex Bianchi just going above and beyond. Going, 
Just lighten it up. Lighten it up, yep. Ends up winning that. Kai wins his match, and then... Yeah, just for reference, this is like 2 in the morning, and I'm this getting... Is, yeah, this is 2 in the morning. I'm, I'm getting updates from Mail, from Jividen, on Facebook. Yeah. Randomly. Yep, yep, because we had free Wi-Fi at Timmy Hall's. <laughs> <laughs> All thanks yep. to Tim Hortons. Shout-outs to Tim Hortons. Shout-outs to Tim Hortons. Shout-outs to the staff at Tim Hortons for actually tolerating us. Not that they really had too much of a choice, but... <laughs> for 24 hours a day. Four hours a day, you know, got to get that value. But yeah, so uh, PTQ and free coffee. Yeah, the best part was uh, when when Bianchi and Kai were in the finals. Bianchi that... and Kai, shout out to Alex Bianchi and Kai Burnett for making the finals. Uh, yep. th- this the going to Toronto, almost 400 people, two Buffalo guys in the finals. Two just, Buff- just reference, these were the two Magic players that get the most shoutouts on the Dunkler podcast. Yep. So I'm pretty sure that the reason that they 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 made the finals because the Dunkler podcast. Yep. On top of that, absolutely. On top of that, I talked to Kai the night before, and he asked if I wanted to go, and I was like, "I'll get back to you," but probably I'm probably not going to go. The fact that I didn't go means I didn't distract him or impede him in any way. Yep. I I, I was not an obstacle for the Buffalo guys. <laughs> nope. Yep. Uh, so yeah, the the best part was when they were in the finals. Uh, the one Canadian guy that was talking smack nowhere to be seen. It was the quietest. It, it, besides the like actual noise from Tim Hortons, quietest PTQ top eight ever, <laughs> except except for us because we were laughing our asses off because it was awesome. But uh, yeah, and then um, uh, <clears throat> somewhat uneventful games between Kai and, and Alex. I, you know, it, it it was hard for it was a hard match for me to watch because I really wanted both players to win. Yeah. <laughs> On the one hand, um, you know, Alex Bianchi has definitely been making his waves in the community lately. Tearing uh, it up. He's been doing really well. I mean, he, he had not lost a single match the entire day yet. The, the problem uh, is both players deserve it, and you want yeah, yeah. both players to get it. Yep. So, um, you know, I really wanted to see Alex win. On the other hand, uh, Kai, one of the, you know, probably the best player in the Buffalo area. Uh, I don't think too many people are going to argue with me on that. He was also my teammate for, uh, you know. Uh, Team Sealed team sealed so it's hard for me to root against my teammate um so you know it, it was it was really great it was really great to see uh the two buffalo guys in the, yep. in the finals i mean uh, even though i would i would have liked to see alex qualify because uh, he's never been there he's never been yeah yeah and kai I, is literally going to the pro tour right he, now. he's, he's the there tour. right now yeah. yeah it's yeah it's really tricky because I, I talked to a lot of people and i was like who do you want you know who do you you know who you know who would you rather have win or who are you pulling for, and you know it's one of those things. It sucks that it sucks that one of them has to lose. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's it's good that someone we don't know isn't going to win it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, if if you're choosing between you know which one of your friends makes it to the pro tour, that's a good situation to be in. And yes, yeah, so yeah, Kai ended up winning the the pro tour invite. So congratulations to Kai. Congratulations to Alex. Yep. And. Um, you know, shout outs, shout outs, to, shout outs to both of them. great players. So glad they both did very well. Yeah, it was an absolutely awesome day. Yeah, I, I'm hoping Kai does great at the, the pro tour this one and the next one. And I'm very, very, very confident this is not going to be the the first and last PTQ top eight of Alex Bianchi. And nope. I, f- I feel that he's it's he, not the first. He all, he's already top eighted before. Exactly. See. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, he he'll 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 get more than enough chances. He's you know a great player. He deserves it. And he, I hope he gets there eventually. Yep. So, I mean, until then, he, he can do us a style and steal us some wizard swag from the headquarters. Yep, yep. Shout-outs to stealing swag from the wizard's headquarters. Yep, shout-outs shout outs to theft. <laughs> um, so, uh, quick, 
quick, um, kind of going back to housekeeping. I actually, over the course of the week, I wrote down a bunch of shout outs that I need to give out because I either said that I would or. Yes, I've got, I've got some more shout outs too. And, All right, so I'm, I'm going to go through my no, list. Let me, let me go first. Let me go first. Fine, fine, fine. We, we are making any time that. A, from this is this, this is my new proclamation. This is the dunkleration. The dunkleration. <laughs> this is a dunkleration. Anytime any Buffalo player or player that we know does something, you know, something very good, a huge magic achievement, they're getting on a dunkler token. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna start with Kai winning the PTQ and Alex coming in second. So there will be Kai and Alex tokens going around. I just gotta figure out what, what we should make them and things like that. But there, there will be tokens. So we, we've All got right, we're cool. gonna have, we're gonna have a Dunkler Soldier token. We're gonna have a Tom Martell Swine token. <laughs> we're gonna have Alex and Kai tokens. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, make sure you tell your friends to any anytime anytime you guys give us props or do something awesome, we will make sure you guys get tokens. Currently, Scott, we, I saw Scott at the, uh, the the Dave and Adams event. Nice to see you, um, Scott. You you will be getting tokens. We assure you. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. All right, so I've got the I've got this week's shout-outs from Blevins. So I already shouted out Kai and Alex for crushing, absolutely demolishing the Canadian PTQ. Yes. Just just totally ploated out, just just if, completely. You know, if only they had just like thrown some maple syrup on the ground. Yeah, just, just like it burned it. Yeah, just yeah. burned and, it. And just for instance, I love Canada, but there's a lot of Canadians who talk smack at Magic, and you know, hey, back it up. Back it up. Back, if, back if you, it right up. If you have all of Canada competing against our two Buffalo players and our two yeah. Buffalo players make it, yep. we don't we don't count Shibeta as going or as a Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't actually go. Oh, thank. We try uh, to distance okay. ourselves from. <laughs> so, related to this this PTQ, now this is actually I'm going to save this because this is mo- this is actually more of a a, a full topic that I kind of want to discuss uh, at length at some point. Um, but uh, okay, so shout outs to um, this is this happened a while ago, but we didn't we didn't really have a cast last week. So um, shout outs to Curtis Shu uh, and his team for yes. winning um, SEG uh, Worcester. Was it Worcester? Was it Worcester? Uh, or was it? It was in yeah, it was in Boston. Or the Worcester, Boston, Worcester, whatever. SCG, whatever. SC, team SCG, they won. Yes. Uh, do, do you know Curtis at all? Yeah, um, I met Curtis at um, GP Vegas. Uh, okay. he was, he stayed in, in Travis's room, uh, and we, um, we went to dinner and, and breakfast and lunch. Uh, we hung out all weekend. Uh, that was, it was fun. He actually, uh, like the first time we hung out with him outside of magic, we went to, uh, some restaurant for dinner and he lost the credit card game. <laughs> like the only person, the only person in our group that we don't like know personally, and he loses the credit card game has to pay like a $120 tab for like six people. He doesn't even Ferocious. know true, true champion in that. Like he gained all of our respect there. That not is, to mention, that is some you know, props. Playing yeah, well. he yeah. was, uh, he was with us at, uh, Detroit. So it was nice. To oh, nice. Out. Yeah. It was, it's, it's, it's one of those things you get to meet someone you never would have met through magic. And it was really cool hanging out with him. So I actually, I gave him a, I tagged him in a, a random shout out on the, the group. And he, he probably, you know, he's like, who, who are these scrubs? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So another shout out uh, goes to uh, BZ, uh, Brandon Zibraflim. No idea how to say his yes. last name. BZ. He did a sweet altar for me. He did? Uh, he actually did a couple. Uh, he does these like little, like, just like. Just like uh, like permanent marker altars okay. that are kind of cool. They're they're, they're the, funny. Yeah, the, they're, the they're, they're not ones, like professionally like done. They're not like, like the uh, the the guys who do uh, like the the artists when you go to an event. Like they just take a marker and just yeah. They're just kind of like I mean he's not an artist and yeah. I don't think he claims to be one. Uh, they're not like professionally done like Mitch does. Shout outs to Mitch for doing some sweet altars for us. 
Um, the Dunkler Spheres. Dunkler Spheres, yeah, man. He still owes me three more Dunkler Spheres. I he, he has one. He has one. He, he has, has a, one. a five-leaf or a seven-leaf clover one. Are you serious? Yep, he made it. He, are you serious? I am if, I am if serious. If Mitch did that, I will... It's true. I saw it. I had it in my hand. If if Mitch did that, I will so take one for the team and date his sister. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you mean she'll take one for the team and date you. No, she, she, she doesn't like the team that much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, shout-outs to, to BZ for that because I told him I'd give him one. And uh, I, yeah. I, I I think that might get him to listen to the, sh- the podcast, him and Kevin Duke to listen to it. I don't shout-outs know. to Duke, yeah. On shout- top of that, I need to see that. I want to see that picture. I want to see how it comes out. Yeah, okay. Um, shout-outs to uh, Joe Marcello, uh because <clears throat> we shot- I shouted him out in the last cast, and he didn't listen to the cast and just snap said that I didn't give him a shout-out. So shout outs to Joe for losing faith in the Dunklers almost instantly, even though I did give him yes. a shout out last shout, year. Shout outs for him posting pictures of turtles that he saw at work. <laughs> shout outs for that, okay? Shout outs for that. That's almost that, as bad as cupcakes. That that makes up for the, 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 the Blevins hate. Yeah, yeah. Because okay? I'm uh, for the Blevins hate, but posting pictures of turtles on Facebook, easiest way to get my props. <laughs> All right. And uh, also shout outs to uh, Sarah Kayser for being an awesome sport for a uh, dealing with me at late night, uh, like five weeks ago or something uh, at a draft. Uh, I won't go into any details, but she deserves a shout out for that. Just for reference, who is she? Because she friended me on Facebook and like she's, I, I know she's, she's she's dating Bill Bolden right now. Shout yeah. out to Bill Bolden, but like I don't I got I don't think I actually ever met her. Like she, co- she drafts, she comes to drafts all the time. Yeah, but like. It's crazy because, like... <laughs> I don't know how much more of a person you need to be than existing and going to drafts. Like, I don't, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't think I've actually ever really met her or talked to her. But I got a random, like, Facebook. Like, there's there there have been two... This, this is unbelievable. I'm, like, I'm, I'm such a, a loser and a nerd and a chump. <laughs> just as... as just, I, everyone needs to know that who doesn't know that. But, like... Who doesn't know that is the real question. Well, maybe someone who's listening for the first cast and, you know, just cut to this point and didn't hear my, you know, Tom Martell swine joke token. Yeah. But, <laughs> that was that was on point. Yeah. Oh, try. But, yeah, so I, I've gotten two Facebook friend requests from women who play magic in the area. Ooh. I mean... Oh, my. I, I know. I mean, like, I, I've never actually talked to them either, so, like, I don't know if they're stalking me. Like, is this no. the fame that comes Sarah's with the cool. Dunkler podcast? No, no, no. Sarah's cool. Sarah's much cooler than we are. <laughs> I, it seems like, because I see she posts a bunch of, like, random things, and I, I, I feel like she'd be good to talk to, and, like, she seems like she's very good at communication, and yeah, has yeah, a lot yeah. of, like, similar interests and very, like, intellectual and stuff. Yes. So, why she would talk to us is beyond <laughs> Exactly. All right. And the last, and eh, I'm not going to say most important, but I, I think it's very important. Uh, and this is going to go off into another, like a, a full-blown, maybe, maybe, it's more of an explanation than a, than a segment. So, uh, <clears throat> a while ago, uh, basically when I first moved to uh, Buffalo, the one thing I've wanted is to um, start a, a, serious, a serious test group. Um, and, and this is kind of, in, in my eyes... Uh, it's failed um, a lot of times. A lot of times, um, and for a variety of reasons, um, people you know, people busy. people fighting, people are busy. Um, basically, what I've narrowed it down to was there's just uh, having a group with sixty people or hundred people is not conducive to 
the testing. To, to really that, get a group together test. Yeah. That we that we want. Um, so basically, what what I did um, was I worked with um, I talked with uh, Ryan O'Donnell, uh, you know, co-owner of, of Dark Force Games. Everyone knows that. Uh, Shouts to Ryan. And uh, we kind of picked, we kind of handpicked the. Um, we started out with with just eight guys that we thought were going to be the the best eight guys to um, to test with, yeah. To test with for this PTQ. I um, did, I did a PTQ. I did not get for the PTQ. The, I did not get an invite. No, Joe Shea, snap, not invited. Still, all, more, still we, more PTQ top eights than than you. That, that's true. Uh, this was basically. The I was. Top I would never. People we thought were going to be were going to help us with testing limited uh, that were available on a lot of days and that go to the drafts every week. Yeah. Um. So you. you I don't know if I've ever seen you at draft. <laughs> no, nah, I really don't do too much drafting. It's. Yeah. So you're testing for testing for a limited PTQ would be minimal. Yeah, I I, I, w- I would try to figure out what cards are best to trade for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, but in all seriousness, I, I'm making this right now. I'm I'm trying to get back into playing a little more seriously and things like that. I, I got yeah, I got yeah. re reinvigorated when I casted uh, Unflinching Courage main deck. <laughs> so I am I'm dying to play some more Magic, and yeah. I'm gonna try to start going to drafts and blah 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 all that stuff. Yep. So basically, we 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 got eight people. Um, and it's this is it's kind of it's it's hard to do this because there's a there's two like diverging schools of thought or maybe not schools that's not the word I'm looking for but there's two uh, approaches approaches where you really you want to have the best possible team and you don't want to have a lot of people but at the same time you don't want to hurt people's feelings and it's really hard to kind of have a good mix. Yeah. Um, so basically, what we did was we're like, okay, <laughs> we really just need to hunker down. Um, if people's feelings are hurt, they can, they, they're, they're free to, you know, give their um, approach, and... their input that they want. Um, and you know, we're not we're not limiting we're not limiting it to you know it has to be eight people or whatever. Yeah. But um, at the at same all. time, if you if you do have too many people, if too just... many people, it breaks down. Yeah. We can't like, especially for limited. I, um, I think that's what happened when we were, were testing modern. We, we had too many people there. We, we had we had a lot of decks, but at the same time, we didn't have a lot of the you know the the core you know meta game decks. We mm-hmm. had people bring a lot of homebrews, and testing against homebrews is never really good. We should have had someone playing Jund. We should have had someone playing you know green black aggro. We should have had someone playing Twin. We should have someone playing Tron. Just just right. to get, get a feel on this, and then yeah. and, and that's that's one of those things. Everyone had their deck they wanted to play. And like, if if you want to play a deck, despite the fact that testing shows it's not the greatest, like that's the kind of person you don't want in the group because they're 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 so stuck in their mindset. Right, and especially with um, especially with uh, with limited, you don't want you really don't want to have um. You don't want to have like a ten-person pod. That doesn't help anyone. Yeah. That, that's that's actively bad. Um, so we, we we kept it to eight guys, um, and we had a couple like fill-in people, but um, we 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 kind of just wanted to keep it at eight. Um, and you know, it, it, we 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 did we did all right, uh, like avoiding you know any kind of like mishap or anything, but. Uh, it, 
so far, and obviously the week, at the, like literally the first big tournament after we make this group, we have two people from our group in the top eight. So I think it was really successful. Um, John, you there? John is just John. You cut out there for a minute. I don't know what happened. Uh, how? What? What have we, you? We had two people in the top eight. Two people in the top eight. So I, I'm saying, you know, huge success um, in terms of the testing group. Um, you know, first week, first week of testing, we we put two people in the top eight. Um, you know, it's not going to be like a completely exclusive thing where like, oh, you know, you you absolutely can't uh, test, but at the same time. Um, you know, we don't want to have a, a 30 person, you know, test group. It's just not, it's not conducive to putting up good results really. Yeah. So that, that I want to give a shout out to the, you know, team dark forest. You guys know who you are. Um, and, uh, you know, thanks for, you know, putting up some really, uh, some really good results. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that's the gist of the, of that. Yeah, it's it's really important to find find the test group, find a bunch of guys who work well together, and guys who don't really have the egos to just automatically dismiss other people's ideas. Right. When everyone wants to get better, you you hear people out more often. You you don't just dismiss their thoughts based on how good of a player that you think they are, or or things like that. So that's that's really important. Right. So um yeah, congratulations to uh to the guys on the team. Glad it's it's doing well and. If if I I'm, I'm saying I might actually go play in DC playing Legacy and I might actually go and play Sealed in Toronto. I'm debating. Cool. I, I cool. might try, I might try to really you know start to you know kick it up with Theros and try to get back in terms of the competitive stuff and maybe take a break in terms of trading for for that because I, I I've hit a point where yeah, trading's fun and all but like I kind of had that like existential like what am I doing thing. <laughs> like I, there, there's there's very few cards I actually still you know would want if I ever wanted to get cards. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like I don't I don't really know anymore. So I, I might try to just play a couple uh, Grand Prix. Might try to play in a couple PTQs things like that. So we'll see. Now, I, not like I'm an amazing player, but you know I, I I I can I can get lucky and uh, open the nuts a couple times like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Here's hoping. Yep. But. Yeah, so all that stuff happened, and we just did like a bunch of random talk about things relative to the Buffalo community. So here, I, I thought about, let's talk about this with Kai because we talked about uh, draft and sealed and the luck factor. Mm-hmm. And this is you know, this is one of those things we'll apply to you know everyone in in this. Scenario. It's not like a hey, you know Alex Bianchi, shout out to you kind of thing. Though if you do know Alex Bianchi, you do get like a partial shout out for being in his greatness. <laughs> but yep. Uh, yeah, we were talking, and we, he was saying how about you know the the general conception is that sealed is more more luck intensive than draft, mm-hmm. and he's not sure if that's actually the case. He, right. he, we were discussing about whether or not draft was was more luck intensive, and I think he made a really strong case for it. And his, his main points were that you know yes, in sealed you can open just a sick you know six 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 packs. That are just full of bombs, grit removal, you know, all the good on commons, all you know, all the value commons, and just a couple, couple bombs, couple mythics that'll just get you there. Yeah. But more often than not, most pools are generally pretty much closer to the same. Right. In terms of, of power level, I mean, there's no real way to do like a standard deviation in terms of you know busted pools and shit pools and things in between. But I mean, it seems more often than not. You know, you're gonna get a, a, an, an all right pool. 
Whereas mm-hmm. if you're in draft, like there, there's so much more that you can't control because if you're unlucky and the person you're right happens to be in your same colors and is sending bad signals, you're screwed. The if old you, Dan Lamb pass and cut. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dan Lamb pass and cut. Shout-outs to the pass and cut. Shout-outs <laughs> to rare drafters everywhere. <laughs> but that, that's a big thing. On top of that, you can't control what happens on the other side of the table either. Like if right. I'm if I'm playing my, my if I'm playing my round one opponent and the guys next to him didn't know what they were doing and hooked him up with a couple bombs and hooked him up with, you know hooked him with a color that you know he shouldn't have gotten, right? Because they drafted poorly, it's really out of your control. And mm-hmm. on top of that, bad packs like getting bad packs or packs with you know only one or two really good cards, especially mm-hmm. in a two color combo, are a lot more frequent in draft than they are. You know, then, then something similar happening in sealed because in sealed, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you can if you open you know your first pack in in draft and you're gonna go white and then packs two and three that you know you open or the guys to your you know left or right you know respectively open are you know kind of lacking in that color, you're just in trouble. Yeah. Whereas like in <clears throat> in sealed, if you do you know you crack six packs, you can make a two, you can make a two color deck that'll have you know more better you know more of your better cards than you know than, than will happen in in draft because you get pigeonholed so quickly in draft where right. in sealed it's just all out on the table. Yeah. And I, I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to get your, your opinion on that. Yeah, so the other thing about sealed is um, even if – so say if you open a like a mediocre pool versus someone who is – we'll just say for argument's sake is inherently a worse like magic player overall building, playing, etc., worse than you, um, you can still – a builds your deck better than they're going to build their deck, and you can B outplay them in the actual game. Um, so there's you know a bunch of there's, there's there's more. I mean that's true for that's true for draft as well. Um, but in a, in a top eight draft, you're generally playing with the you you're know playing with for the most part the cream of the crop. Yeah, you're, you're playing with the guys who are, who are doing very well. Right. So you know it, it it's kind of, it, it's tough. I think that the, the both both formats um, are more skill intensive in some places and less skill intensive in other places, you know, but and vice versa. Um, I think that knowledge of the format in general, like knowing like card evaluation skills, are they're probably about equal, maybe a little more. And see, see, it, it, it's it's tough. It's tough to tell. Um, overall, I don't know. I, I kind of think that. I, I kind of want to say that uh, that sealed is more skill intensive, but it, it's tough. It, 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 it's it, hard. It's really close. I, I feel as though the the general the, the misconception or the 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 conception I'm gonna call it, call it a misconception is that sealed events are just all luck. And I felt that's, as that's though, absolutely wrong. I, yeah, I felt as though that should be addressed because a lot of a lot of people are taught you know it's you know there's a reason that you know Kai and Alex from the top eight and well, Alex had a had a pretty good deck, but that, yeah, I that's mean, besides the point, yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, a good player will get a good deck here and there. But there's a reason that, you know, good players generally gravitate towards the top, even in, in sealed. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think anyone who says that uh, dra- that sealed is completely luck just doesn't understand how sealed works or how impossibly even how magic works in general. Uh, people will... I, I, I'm not going to name... I'm, not, I'm actually not going to name names here because I don't really want to make a joke about the person, but... Mitch so Wysoski? No, it's not Mitch Wysoski. Well, this person... We'll call at, him Mitch for, for, 
for example's sake. I'm not using Mitch for example's sake. <laughs> we'll call him Vincent. Nah, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's actually not Vinny. Um, so this person opens this the seal pool, and he's saying, you know, it's pretty good, but it's not it's not as powerful as he wants it to be. Um, you know, he 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 built it mono black, splashing green, uh, for some stuff. Doesn't really Thanks. matter. It wasn't. Th- it's not from Theros. Okay. It's from a previous format. Um, I just want to clarify. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to name the format because it might give away who it is, and I actually I really don't want to call this person out on anything. So it was beta limited. It was beta limited. Uh, this, this person, this person builds this deck, and they don't think it's that good. And then when they or they think it's decent, they think it's pretty good, um, but you know not insane. And and you know when they end up going like X three or whatever, they're like, oh, you know, bad. I had bad draws. The My pool mana. wasn't strong enough. The pool wasn't strong enough. You know, if I would have had one of these pools with these bombs in it, I would have I would have won. And I'm like, well, let's take a pool. look. Let's take a look at the pool. There were three. There are three bombs in in the sideboard, just not being played. Um, there were two of which were extremely splashable, um, and and people who there were a bu- it wasn't just me that saw the pool. There were a was Jite. There were a bunch of people that saw the pool and were like, "This might be the most misbuilt pool ever." And we we saw this pool like before round one. And we're talking to him, and we're like, "Dude, you you need to you need to switch your deck." Like, we're just like genuinely concerned that you are missing out on a possible, you know, day two deck here because you misbuilt your pool. Which is like, whatever, you know, you you, you have to you play round one, play, you have to play all your game and, ones, and then you just just sideboard into this like superior deck. And he's like, "Nah, man, I I don't I don't think I need to do that." And like, like I'm not. It, it wasn't just me and like one other person. It was me. You know, Kai, uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch of other people were like, this is like the worst. Ryan was there. Like, Ryan knows what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, there, there was just a lot of people that said this was misbuilt. And you like, almost this, feel as though you're witnessing a crime happening. It, it, it really was. Um, and if you ask, you can, on you know, <laughs> off camera, ask Ryan or Kai, like, what the most misbuilt pool they've ever seen was. And they will tell you the exact story that I'm telling you right now um, <clears throat> in greater detail with name, you know, name dropping and whatnot. But... <clears throat> The, my point is is that the people that think that it's all luck probably just don't build a good sealed deck. Yeah, I um, mean, it, it, I mean, it, don't, don't get us wrong. There is a luck factor, absolutely. and if, if you know, if both terrible. players built their deck optimally, and one player loses because his cards are worse, th- that's a thing. But yeah. the odds that someone, but both players built their deck, you know, optimally. Is significantly lower than someone just building a building their deck poorly and losing because it's just you know it's not the power level of cards because their deck was just built some optimally. Yeah, and, and that's that's another reason why I really and I, I think a lot of the the more competitive players are on the same boat as me. I really don't like this new the new uh, like the guild packs or the Theros pack <laughs> for the pre-release tournaments where you get to play the promo. Yeah, I don't have like, like that a. Either. I really think it's just from from a marketing standpoint, from a let's have a cool event standpoint, that's great. You know, they're doing their thing to kind of although with Theros the flavor I guess with the Hero's Path thing that they did, I mean I think they kind of missed it on the Hero's Path thing, but 
I think that they're overall from a marketing standpoint, they're doing kind of cool events, and I really like that they're doing that. We talked about the Hell Vault and, yeah. and all that stuff in a previous previous cast, but from a learning how to build good sealed pools, I think it's absolutely terrible. Yep. Um, a lot of people, like when we built our pool, we opened we 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 picked a blue pool or we were tossed off about blue pool. Yeah. We just we opened we had up one chucked at our heads. We we <laughs> shout we, out to Neil Lafort. We looked at the blue pack that we opened, like the special blue pack, and pretty much just threw it right in the garbage. Yep. It was terrible, and hey, we the, built a, a red a green back. We we yeah, there's a strip breaker cracking, and then there was just complete garbage in blue. I think a lot of people open up the pack, especially with the guild pack. I'm, I'm sure playing those colors. You're playing those colors no matter what, and I think that's really really the wrong place to start yeah, out. It's it's a real deterrent for skill, and Absolutely. You know, it, it, it forces newer players. Who you know aren't necessarily competitive, and you know they might never be competitive, but some who who might want to become you know FNM players or you know you know play on PTQs and Grand Prix. Bosses. Yeah, things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, so things like that. I mean, it's it's awesome if you're just a casual player and you're like, you know, you go to these events and you're like, hey, there's a promo card. You can't play with it. That's kind of it's kind of crappy. Like I, I just got this awesome you know sweet foil version alternate art card, and yeah. I can't use it. So I do see you know. Why playing with it is cool, but at the same time, I feel as though I mean you made a good point with that. On top of that, it also re, I mean, it also gets rid of the variance factor. Actually, excuse me. It, it, excuse it, yeah. me. It um it 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 uh, magnifies it. Excuse me. What it does is the, sure. the the people who you know get get thrown the blue packs and you know get that shipbreaker kraken and also open good blue pools, they get one extra bomb. Yeah, that card is an absolute bomb. That's a bomb. The red ones, the red ones, really good. The green ones, really good. I mean, they're all they're all green bombs. Sucks, but no, the, the green ones not. The green the, one's pretty I bad. I mean, the green one is the worst, but it's still. I mean, it's still playable. Sure. It, okay. Okay. It, the green the green one's awful. I'm sorry. The green one's pretty bad. It's worse than like a lot of the comments. But that like, but like, so, yeah, and it it also makes it so, like, you know, you're playing it like like they shouldn't. Like they can do play the promos, but what here here's my suggestion: make the promo cards like if they're doing the the, the Rav uh, Ravnica thing, make the promo cards lands, make them just like color fixing, make yeah. them make them. Uh, I would kill for an alt art Selesnya guild gate. Yeah, I, I would mean, stab. Make it something. Make it like I don't know. Make it a cool land. If like, someone ever gets it, stabbed, it's not me. Like make it like. Gavney Township type lands, you know. What I'm, although even those are those still are kind of powerful. Imbalanced. Those are those are also imbalanced. Just make it color fixing. Yeah, it's make, a, it a a cool, a, make it a cool. Make it alternate art foil Scryland for each one. That keeps the price of Scrylands in check, or lands in standard doesn't need to be Scrylands. Keeps the price of dual lands in standard in check. It gets them to people. I mean, people aren't going to be as excited for a Scryland, or casual players aren't going to be as ex- excited for a Scryland as they are for, I don't know, a big flying black demon. But the thing is, is that it might shift, like, they go, oh, why do we get this stupid dual land? And then a more experienced player goes, oh, well, mana fixing is a pivotal part to making a competitive deck. And they go, oh, really? Why? And they're like, oh, well, you know, when you have consistent mana, you can cast more powerful spells. Yeah, you know, that's a step in the right direction. In your hand, like, you're... I've got this seven mana six six demon that when I cast it in limited is is unbeatable. Yeah. Like 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 especially and, and... when you get to play those cards, like Yeah. 
it's really bad. When they had the the cool cards like the Ajani's and the Lotus Blooms and the Ink Eyes for the pre-releases, that was cool because they were powerful cards, but you didn't get to play with them. Yeah. When you have um, when you've got these like really powerful cards, like even the guild the guild uh, guild packs, the yeah. guild packs had powerful cards. So it's like. Eh. It's really tough. I mean, I, 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 I will say I like stop. the Dragon's Maze one a lot. Dragon's Maze was really cool. That that really fed with the, the whole guild thing, and you really didn't get a huge head start. You weren't given a promo card that you know you could play that was amazing. Right. I mean, it, did they, uh, wait, did they have uh, promo cards? Like, I, I actually they kind of did. I'm pretty sure that I, they... I, I I don't remember opening. I mean, they, they might have had them, but I, I just remember getting the the the, the guild pack and your oh, no, ally they pack. Didn't, they didn't have. They did not. Have. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone got the, the promo planes. Yeah, and I like that a lot more yeah. because like, yeah, that was way better. Yeah, I mean, you were. Yeah, yeah they you, still you, had the cool event where you like you pick your guild and you play, but they didn't they didn't have like some people were like really. Like had overpowered decks, just or like just had these overpowered bombs, and like not to mention that these bombs are overpowered, like even compared to the other bombs or the other cards that people are opening. Like if there's one card that is either like they've kind of they haven't really run into this yet, but if there's one of the rares that are like that's just like overwhelmingly better than the other ones, or if there's one that's really playable and standard. Everyone is going to want that one, and you're going to like Hero it, like, of Bladehold versus Glissa the Trader. Yeah, exactly, like <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so uh, it, it, it's kind of a, a tough wire to walk. Yeah. Um, I, I guess what Wizards has done an all right job with it. I, I kind of hope that they change it a little bit because it's just really frustrating playing these stupid seals. Because like I don't even want to play. I, I actively don't want to play pre-releases because I don't want to play with or play against these stupid, like, never, not even a real format decks. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, you really get punished. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the green guy was probably the worst, probably followed by the red one. Like, the ship, the Shipwrecker Kraken, whatever, Shipbreaker, whatever. Shipbreaker Kraken. Was insane. The Bestow guy was insane. And the, uh, the black, black guy, the, the Overlord, was just insane. So if you, if you played green or red, you were, I mean, you weren't necessarily at a disadvantage, but you kind of were. You have yeah. a card that's worse. You have at least one card in your pool that's absolutely worse than everyone that played one of the other colors. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe that's not the worst thing, but it just it seems like it's pretty bad. I mean, because I went to pre-release and you know black was, you know, like oh yeah, we have no more black. We've got all the green left in the world. We've got yeah. all the red left in the world. We we were out of black and we're out of white because those are the two most popular colors because people saw the promo cards and wanted those because, excuse me, they felt that they were better. Yep. Um, I, I do want to mention one point though. You said about how you know, oh, the Scrylands aren't that, you know, appealing to casual players and things like that. But I mean, at the same time, I, I hesitate to say this because it's valid, but it's also problematic in another sense. Is that if if you're a casual player and you know they give you a you know a, a, a something that'll see playing standard like a Scryland or something like that, you know, people will line up to trade you all those. Celestial Archons and Shipwrecker Krakens and things yeah. like that they got from their pool that they don't want, plus some other stuff to get those cards. And you know the value might not be fair, and someone might be getting a couple you know random you know random bulk rares or things like that. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you're just going to get that anyway. And it don't want, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it's a lesser of two evils. And you know, casual players might get ripped off, but they're they're not getting ripped off as much or things like that. But it's really complicated in terms of you know giving promo cards that. 
you know, are going to have some value but don't have the casual appeal. But it, it does give casual players something they can, they can use to trade and get those random casual cards that they want, as opposed to like, hey, I got this white, you know, Archon card for my deck. Whereas like, someone will always give you that white Archon guy for that Scryland. Absolutely. Probably something. Probably give you even more. Yeah. And, the, and <clears throat> like the problem that a lot of people have, like, or that I see, is that like. People are like, oh, that that trade's not, you know, it's not to the dime, therefore someone's ripping someone off and that's wrong. I, I think that that whole philosophy is wrong for a variety of reasons. I, I don't think that trades that have unequal value are either A, wrong, or uh, unfair, or, 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 someone unfair, getting taken advantage or of. someone's getting taken advantage of. Like, if I go up to someone and they have a, uh, let's just say like Stormbreath Dragon, that's like a, I don't know, like. 40 like we'll just we'll say that it's say 40, it's 40, right now, it's 40 yeah. if they go through my binder and they pick out 15 dollars worth of bulk rares and they're like uh would you trade the storm breath for all these and i go yes there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with that um i i could be uh you know a nice guy and throw this person a bone because they clearly don't know what they what they want and if they I, if i can make them happy that's fine but, you know, even if I don't, they're already happy. If they are initiating the trade and they're happy with it, you know, that's that, that's perfectly fine. If I, on the other hand, go, uh, they, they say, oh, how much is this worth? And I go, oh, that's only a $3 card, and I give them $3 for it. There's That's where something's wrong. Because that's you're just actively lying to someone. Um, if, if you're like... If, if you know you don't talk numbers, and, I mean demand and inconvenience are big things as well. Um, like yeah. I mean I've definitely seen it a lot more than you. And like if you go to a big event, and you know an hour before the tournament, if you need a confidant, a confidant's worth eighty dollars, you might have to give up a hundred dollars worth of stuff for it. Oh, absolutely. And I mean there is a cost for convenience. Um, this happens a lot too when someone's looking for a lot of cards to fill a deck. I mean, it actually happens a lot more online, especially for me. Like I mean I have I have a, a huge you know, breadth of collection, and you know, people tell me like, oh, I, you know, I, I want these twenty-four cards from you. Yep. You know, I need these to finish a deck, or I, I need these eight cards for EDH, and I can't find all of them anywhere. And I just want to make a big trade to get it over. Take a few extra dollars if you want. I just want to make this trade. They're paying for convenience, and they, they, they know that they are. And in situations where they don't know the price, um. It, it, it is. It's kind of complicated, but at the same time, I, I feel like it's not the worst if you give a casual player a bunch of cards that they want for a card that's worth more money. Because, yeah. like, that's perfectly fine. Like, if you look at Thundermont, like, if a year ago I gave a guy twenty dollars of random casual rares, just you know, I mean, the fact that you know, bulk or, or junk rares, you know, like, um, you know, Dark Imposter and. Arcwing Dragon and just like yeah. random stuff from you know from that block that, that really didn't see any play and you know it was worth like maybe a dollar or something on Star City. Give him twenty bucks and stuff with that for fifty dollar Thunderwall. Like, you know, I kind of got him for thirty bucks, but at the same time, you know, if we didn't make that trade and that Thunderwall sat in you know his binder or went into a deck, you know, right now that Thunderwall would be worth like five ten bucks. Right. And whereas like you know giving them those cards means he fills out decks and he gets you know he get he gets more value out of them. And I don't want this to come off as like sounding like it's okay to rip people off or things like that, but at the same time, there are so many different things you need to assess when making a trade in terms of whether or not it's fair. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, that, that that's the main point is that just because the dollar value is not even does not mean that it's not a fair trade. Yeah. But uh, another thing too is if, if you're trading with people, you know, 
that are young or people that you know. It's very important to like I mean especially young kids like when mm-hmm. I trade with, I I hate trading with young kids because I just don't do it. <clears throat> yeah, like I mean more often than not like like uh, this is very it's very not me but when when young people are looking for like you know they go through my bond they're like hey you want to trade I was like yeah I'll take a you know look whatever and they see these junk cards that they want I, I'll just practically give them to them because yeah like whatever it's it's a junk rare if you get some enjoyment out of it cool and on top of that like you know, if it makes them happy, it's it's worth the, the the ten or twenty five cents because it might make their day. It might you know make them more interested in magic. It might make them, you know, you know think you're a nice guy. And you know, I mean, I, I don't think that I'm not a nice guy. But at the right. same time, when you know when people think you're nice, you know they they'll generally go out. You know they'll go out of their way more often. Like you know, hey, if I you know if I go up to you know I say if I walk into a, a store right now, I can pretty much say I you know I'm looking for these cards. I need them for an event. People will give them to me. You know, right. pair. You know, you can borrow these. You can borrow these. You can borrow these. You can trade. Yeah, you build up the rapport with the community. <clears throat> exactly, and and it's it's important to do things like that. And then you do podcasts and just throw, slam it right back down to the ground. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> hey, is that the is that the guy who's always nice to me? He's a real jackass. Just like, <laughs> yep. Downvote us on Reddit. Yep. Oh yeah, we got so many downvotes. Oh, I know. Uh, but Pretty yeah, sure they were all Travis Allen. Probably. Twenty-four right. accounts. I think we, we've we've droned on about trading. For quite a while now, we've also talked about it in other podcasts. I can talk about trading forever, though. Exactly, which is why I got to cut you off. But I think we have at least at least one more topic that we can we can we can finish the cast off with, and that is the different types of magic, magic players there are. Yeah, John and I had talked about this before. Um, it's I find that when you when you talk to magic players, they very often have a really poor assessment of how good they are, how good they are relative to others, how good the magic community is. And one thing I strive to do is to be very good at my self assessment. Yeah. Because if you know where you stand, you know where you can improve. You know where you're bad. Mm-hmm. You know when you know when to, to run your mouth and you know when to shut your mouth. Yep. Okay. And this is why I got to call out someone. No, I don't. Oh, no. I was gonna, I was gonna say I need to call it someone Alex no. Bianchi, but I was like, I was <laughs> shout like, out to Alex. Like, I, like, I can't even. He doesn't think he's it. good enough. He thinks he's worse than he actually is. It's yeah, oh, not actually, acceptable. Yeah, this is, this is another another side side thing. Uh, I like after I heard that um that Kai won the event and you know Alex came in second. I'm actually pulling the, the thing up now. I, I went right on Facebook. I, I sent him. I went to send him a message. I was like, you know, great work. You know, doing so well at the event, and you know, we're so glad you do well and all this. Because and I, I, made, I made sure to not say anything negative, like you know, sorry, you know, you only came in second or things like that, yeah. because I didn't want to diminish the fact that he did so well at such an event. Right. And you know, he he's like, oh yeah, he's like, you know. I was like, you know, you know, I'm so glad we got the shout outs because you deserve them and this and that. And he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to live up to the hype. I was like, man, you don't need to live up to the hype. Like you, you know, you're, you're a great, you know, you're a very good player. Yep. You're, I mean, on top of that, you know, just a, just a nice guy. Like I randomly asked for voice resurgences to borrow for an event. And he's like, yeah, I got him. I'll be there. I'll bring him. Cool. I mean, that's not like a huge thing that makes him a great person, but you know, he's, he's just a nice, he's a solid guy. Um, you know, he, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, 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 this is how you tell if a, if, a, if a guy's good. If a guy thinks he's bad, he's a really good player. And if yeah. someone thinks they're good, they're probably crap. I yeah. mean, that, that's just or how they're it's, really good. Or they're, they're, yeah. But like, I mean, more often than not, like all the, the good players, they, 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 they really, you know, self, self degrading, self degrading, self. Humble, humble about they're it. Very. I mean, on top of that, like, it, it's it's brutal. All like, all the, the players who think they're really good. Are generally 
not nearly as good as they think. And all the players who are really good don't think they're as good. They, they it, and it's unbelievable. But uh, that's a little shout out sidetrack to Alex Bianchi. Okay, yeah. So let's let's talk about like the couple couple of varying things, and we'll go into detail about one of the groups in specific because it kind of came up in in uh, some. It comes up all the time, but it came up. Uh, personally for you uh, recently so you've got your your run-of-the-mill your uh your casual players yeah the, the people the people who don't play in formats who just you know the, these are you know I, I got packs from here i got packed i got cards from when i was younger i i hung out with some people we got some magic cards we did a draft i got those cards you know this is my black deck this is my elf deck this is my green blue deck this is my this deck, this yep. is that deck. The, it, they're the the people the the kitchen table warriors the the people that uh, you go, oh, what format is your deck? And I go, oh, I just play with the cards I have. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, and everyone's been there. Yep. Free for all. Usually people start out like this and they'll, they'll kind of drift away. Or people who don't have the time to do tournaments will do this with just, you know, their group of friends. They'll play on the weekends or whatever. Um, and I also kind of group in EDH players in here. I mean, even though they're playing more of a format. And a lot of times people who play EDH play other formats as well. But. A the lot dedicated of EDH, EDH, EDH The dedicated mono EDH players. I, I'm throwing in this group, in the casual group. And anyone who plays any sort of like crazy non-DCI regulated or non, non-tournament non level. Spat. Yeah, non-tournament level magic player. Um, that's them. Then there's another that I think is like one step up, which we'll talk about in a second. Then there's the, uh, I guess... I would probably call them like I don't know, like PTQ F- grinders. I, 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 well, I'd, call, I'd go. I'd say that there's this, as, as the FNM, like the FNM foro guys, the people who the people who generally you know they just they play FNMs, they foro those events, and you know that's all they do. They don't go to any bigger tournaments. They they, just, they play FNMs, they foro all the time, and you know they're they're fine just being players who just play on Fridays either because they have a, you know they're busy with work or life or they don't have that much time to do competitive magic you know they they, they go there one night a week yeah they, they have fun and they're good players yeah they're... they have fun and they're good players um, a lot of times like like I, I, the best example of this is like like right now I think it's like Mike Dio Dio he's a sure. Dio is a very good player he taught me how to play so he he screwed something up. <laughs> he must have saved all his secrets for, for himself. Yeah. But yeah, just you know, a very good player, but he doesn't really have you know the time or the the desire to go to bigger events for the most part. But you know, he'll go to an F and M. He'll he'll follow it. Just a great player. He's like he's like your F and M end boss. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to look at it. You know, if if yeah. you want to win an F and M, you probably got to go through him at some point. Yeah, exactly. And and there are other F and M end bosses, <laughs> and and you know, so these groups, you know, they bleed into each other and etc. Yeah. The next group after that, probably like the the PTQ grinder, uh, the kind of level that I would probably consider myself at, and a, a lot of our test group are at. Yeah. You know, we're, we're we're the guys that are going to the GPS and the PTQ. The Star City events. Star City events. We're oh, we're, shout outs to Eric Szynski and Jeremiah Renda. They both went to. Uh, to Star City, Cleveland, and they came in top 32, I believe, or top 64, definitely. Nice. I, nice I, I forget the numbers. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, I, I don't don't know what they were playing. I'm pretty sure Jeremiah was on Naya and Eric was on the red deck. But I yeah, think Eric was on mono black. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Seriously? He, last time I saw him, he was playing a mono black deck. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, shout out to them. They did very well. Uh, we keep giving shout outs to Eric. So uh, just, just everyone who's in the Buffalo community, just keep it. You know, he he. Chronically does very well at events. Uh, Star City top eight a few times. Just yep. a very good player. Also shout out to Shane Kelly, Erie guy. Played lands to a top sixteen finish in Legacy. Nice, nice. Playing lands, baby. 
There you go. Yeah, so shout-outs to those guys. I, I'm glad I didn't miss those shout-outs because they're very well-deserved, great players. Yep. So all those types of guys, you know, myself included, a lot of the guys in the uh, the test group, although Kai is, you know, very quickly leaving this 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 group and going into – or leaving this this tier and, and moving into the next one, um, and, which I would consider, you know, you, you're just full-blown – you full blown magic pros. Uh, yeah. You know your your LSV. You know the guys that are writing for the top websites, the LSVs, the Finkels, all those guys. I mean, there are different levels of that, varying levels of pros, but they're not that important. Like, who cares? Like the difference between like Conley Woods and I don't know, like Wesco, Craig Wesco. Like, who who cares? They're, they're all once once you are on a gravy train for the pro tour, you're you're a pro in my eyes. Then you know? then there's the ultra tier of like we can differentiate pros from ultra pros. Sure. The ultra pros are the people who play on the pro tour, who are special guests on the Slam Knuckler podcast. Yep. So we'll, we, we will give this option to Reed Duke. Yes, Reed Duke. We're... If if anyone who knows Reed Duke, hint hint, Lucas Labuda is listening. <laughs> get the Duke on the podcast. If anyone knows Tom Martell, tell him that we we will we will negotiate we will we will try to meet him halfway we will try to be you know diplomatic about this yeah or any other pros uh, uh wesco um I, you know i bet and i don't know i don't know him i don't think i've actually ever met him but i am pretty sure that if i asked Ari Lax, he would do a segment <laughs> he probably wouldn't he'd be like he'd be like you're still bothering me <laughs> it's like, i answered yeah. your one email come on yeah, <laughs> yeah. so but, if you want to be an ultra pro, make it to the pro tour several times. Do very well pro tours, and then come on the Dunkler. come on the Dunkler show. Even if you just hate about us, we're okay with it. Yeah, we're fine with it. All right, so let's go to the most important tier that we uh, we were talking about earlier. This is the not PTQ N boss, but the PTQ mid boss. Not not not, not so even PTQ. Or not PTQ. Sorry, F and M. Not F and M N boss or F and M mid boss. I mean, and the same trait here is with the PTQ grinders who feel as though they should be in a higher tier than where they really are at. Uh-huh. And it's people who think they are a lot better than they really are, and they 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 feel as though they they shouldn't be just like the F&M guy. They should be the the person who does really well at all the, the Star City events and the Grand Prix right. and wins all the GPTs and, you know, top eights, all the PTQs. These people feel as though they're significantly better than they actually are. They're... Ability to their ability to to analyze their skill level and other people's skill level is yeah. off significantly. Yeah, and I, I see a lot of people like this. Even even people who are just casual. I know a bunch of people who who just play casually. This but is a, this like, is a real epidemic of the magic. It's an epidemic in magic. It's it's an epidemic in, in other things. Just in, in everything. In, in, in other things. Um, What's like video games too? Yeah. I, Especially Smash Bros. For some reason, people are always like, "Oh yeah, me, I I never lose my friends in Smash Bros." I'm like super good. I'm like, "Oh well, do, how many do you play tournaments?" Like, "Oh no, I don't play tournaments." I'm like, "Like oh, so like you don't know how good you are?" He's like, no, 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 I know how good I am. I'm really good. I'm like, "Okay, well you just I, don't know." <laughs> I actually had a funny aside about this. There was um there was a guy I used to work with. He uh he played uh, Street Fighter Two, and you know I I I would emulate. You know, on lunch break, and we would, you know, we'd play games. We play Tackle Super Bowl, play uh, Super Mario World, just things like that. I, I introduced my, my coworkers to some of the old school video games that they just yeah, may yeah. not have played. And one of my friends was, you know, he was talking about 
uh, you know, Street Fighter 2, and, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, he played, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I used to go in tournaments and things like that, and I was like, okay, you know, it's like, I, I always thought myself, you know, relatively decent, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably not great or whatever, I haven't played in forever, but, you know, he... I was like, oh, you know, I played, you know, some events and just stomped me, just destroyed me. I'm like, I was like, I was like, that's why I said, that's why I didn't run my mouth because there's always gonna be guys out there who are significantly better than you who will call you on that. And yep. I'm pretty sure that I heard, a, I heard a similar story from Ken Tober who was talking about how one of his friends was, you know, he, he had gone to a significant amount of tournaments in a in a fighting game, maybe a Soul Caliber, and some random guy was running his mouth at a party, and he got stomped by this yep. guy who like played like almost professionally yep. and it's just it's the most beautiful thing to have someone called out on something and just get owned yep yep so so yeah the, these people they'll like oh i i never lose to my friends when we play magic i'm, I'm really good and it's like yeah yeah, uh, yeah I'm, a, I'm a really good player and you know, like, I, I do I'm, well at these events or i always win the draft i always win my f and m i win my my stores draft or whatever blah 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 and, and you know you People, people know these type of people. They're, everyone knows like a, either one or, or multiple people that are like that. And like my thing is, is like I, I don't understand how people who are like over the age of like ten, still have this like like live in this bubble, where you think that your basement or your F and M or your is representative of the is, whole magic is like the top tier level of of of, of the world, like. How can you possibly think, with like with any shred of like truth, that you playing your in your basement with your friends, anything is the best in the world? Like honestly, like and, and people like these people are completely serious. I don't know if they are just like delusional or if they are just lying to themselves. Like, I, I, or are just like, oblivious and sheltered from the rest yeah. of the community. So. I have not had this like conception since I was like ten or eleven years old, and I was talking I was talking with you earlier about this. It was the Little League World Series. That's where I like you really get you, you get put in your place when you go see the Little League World Series when you're in Little League. You know, you might be on your your town's all star team for Little League. You know, you, home might runs hit, you might hit home runs in your hometown. You might be the best player in town. P.S. I wasn't, but. <laughs> You know, you could be the best player in, you know, Buffalo, New York, go to the Little League World Series, and you will just get outclassed instantly. You will really be put on a level <laughs> a level playing field. It like, just hit me. It just hit me. I, I, I came to that realization when my moment was. And when it, was it? It was um, the, the local baseball team, the Buffalo Bisons. Uh-huh. Shout out to the Buffalo Bisons. They, they did this thing. It was called the Hit, Pitch, and Run competition. Uh-huh. And what you would do is you would – You'd ha- you'd uh, you'd run the bases and they'd time you. You would hit a baseball off a tee, and they would you know they'd score it on the distance. And you'd have to throw into uh, you know like a like a target, you know a couple pitches, mm-hmm. and you'd get points based on you know if you hit the target or you got it in or whatever. And I you know I won my uh, you know my little my you know field or my little school thing. Yeah. And just for reference, I did it because I was I was pretty I was pretty fast I was, I was relatively fast as a kid, mm. and when it came to throwing, like to hitting, you know, throwing the baseballs in the target, I it was like I was like three for three on them, you know. So you, you rack sure. up, you racked up a boatload of points, like yeah, you know, just just the guy, the guy, because the guys who could do it and the guys who couldn't, it was like there was no in between, you know. You didn't get 
you know, like whereas like hitting, you know, everyone's gonna hit the ball in you know running. Everyone's gonna finish the the bases. But like if you miss the target, you got no points. Yeah. And like if you get this, like I hit the target, I I I buried my three pitches like like thirty or fifty points or something. It was some some absurd absurd number, and I won it because uh-huh. of that. Whatever. There were like eight people there. I'm like, oh, I'm the greatest, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually I was actually relatively grounded because I was like, there's no way I'm gonna actually you know ever win anything. Uh-huh. But you know, I, I got to go on the you know the field and compete in like the 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 city of Buffalo thing. Uh-huh. And I, I walked in in my thing that there were guys who were must have been like thirteen feet tall in my in my division <laughs> yeah. you know and you know I, I did my thing you know boom 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 buried my my three pitches you know and then i got my got my my 50 points there i was like oh i'm gonna gonna you know you know how, how am i gonna lose right yeah you know a guy a guy walks up you know hits it into the outfield <laughs> you know i'm like I'm like oh so about that yeah you know guys guys hell of a lot faster than me you know guys who guys who just kill the ball i was like okay it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, it's like, okay, I, I came to that realization. It, it, it happened, you know, mid-event, too, yeah. which, which was which was very awesome and random, too, because, you know, the first thing to do is the pitching, and you go up there, guys, you know, you know, guy hits one, you know, hits the target on another one, he gets his 13 points or something. You know, I go up there, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm so far ahead, how can I lose? Yeah. Then, then they go to the hitting and the running. <laughs> and they just crushed you. Oh, it was, it yeah. was, it was, it was, it, it was like bringing a phalad deck to Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you turn I mean, one forced salad, forced yeah. salad. There's my, there's my best draw. How do I lose? The yeah. guy storms out on you. <laughs> I, I remember when I used to play. We used to play just like casual legacy. So I was still like a per, kind of a casual player, but I was, I was young. But I was at the point where I'm like, all right, I know that there are t- like top tier decks, and I'm gonna start building these decks or trying to build them as as close as possible, and you know, start playing against these so I can start winning. Um, one of my friends, uh, from from back home was like oh yeah you know i used to go to millennium and, and win tournaments so i'm like okay so he might be good he's like yeah i got this mono black deck or whatever i'm like okay he's like he's like and this is this is like the telltale way to know that someone is just full crap and is just like way too into themselves like yeah i've never lost to this deck before like that's the like oath that these like fnm mid bosses like they'll take like oh i've never lost to this deck before or like oh i've never lost with i've never lost a sheik in, in smash bros like Okay, well, you're just you, you just aren't playing against real competition. So like, I built Affinity, which was full blown original Affinity from like with Skull Clamps, with Disciples, with Ravagers, with Artifact Lands. You kind back of in the, day, the standard deck uh, to Legacy. Back in the day of Affinity, yeah, yeah. back in the day of Affinity, completely, completely destroyed him. Like not even remotely close. Like his his win con was Hypnox, not close. <laughs> Like, yeah, it, and like the the, and they're like, oh well, I'm never, I'm not, I'm not playing you again. I'm like what? He's like, nope, not playing you again. Your deck cheats. I'm like, okay, well, this just, this just devolved very quickly. Like, yeah, that, that it's it's like that sort of thing. And like those ty- like those types of people, they just like live in their own world. Um, and I just don't get it. I mean, maybe it, maybe playing sports at, at a young age, like kind of like. Yeah. When you start playing other against other people, you know you really start to get grounded and and see like, you know what. I, I think, I think, a huge problem with the Magic community is that so many of them just didn't play sports, or yeah. or they, they played sports that coddled to everyone, almost like right. the, the everyone gets a trophy soccer leagues, yeah, oh, or or things like that. But uh, you know, speaking of things like that, that, there was a thing going around. Where you could go on your your planeswalker points thing and pull out your statistics, your win loss percentages, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're honestly, you know, actually realistically honest with yourself in terms of 
you know, magic. I mean, more often than not, you're probably going to win, you know, you know, if you're really good, you probably win like 70 to 80% of your, your matches. Like if you're, if you're decent, you win like 60 to 70. And, and that's, you know, if winning 60 or 70% of your matches is really high. Yeah. Just, just in general. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I vocally share this. I, I, I don't play League of Legends. I, I used to, I'm, I'm more of a Dota guy. And I'm looking at my statistics for my, you know, my win percentages heroes. Like my, you know, I am undefeated with one hero. Uh-huh. Matches played one. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the, the, the heroes I play more often, they're, they're sitting around like the the sixty to seventy percent mark. Yeah. And you know, if you want to be honest and measure your skill, just look at it in terms of, you know, not how you are relative to the people you play, but you know, how are you relative to the the, the magic community as a whole. Like, don't say, oh, well, I do well at this store. I must, you know, be really good. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this deck doesn't lose in my group of friends. You, you need to say, you know, hey, you know, I, I own, you know, I, I do very well at this store all the time. Are there any other stores in the area that might have better players? Right. And right. And, and this is something you see in the Buffalo community in terms of, of you know, stores in the competition level. Some stores are significantly more competitive than other ones. Yep. And the, the people who play at the more casual player friendly stores I don't, I don't know if any of them do this because I, I don't really know that many of them very often or very much but if if you do very well at a store you know you just say you know do I, would I do well at other stores would I do well at you know bigger events with more players and like in terms of decks this, this is one thing that really bothers me when, when you build a deck and your deck is amazing mm-hmm you know, I mean, there's sometimes it happens. Like, like I, you know, I, I've built an occasional deck that is just amazing for a given time frame or for an event or for the metagame, and mm-hmm. it happens. Like, I, I seem to do this more often than most because I, I think I just get really lucky in terms of playing these weird card combinations. Like, it happened with, like, you know, the Avenge Vine deck. It happened yeah. with Pure Steel Paladin. Yep. Like, I pick these combinations that seem to just do really well in the meta but would get crushed if people were playing any different deck. Yeah. And... You know, you catch fire with a deck. If you play it well, you get rewarded. But, like, the thing I always ask myself was, like, hey, am I playing this deck really well? Are these cards just really good together? Is it is it that I built a deck that's really good? Is it that my skill level is really high? Like, if I gave this deck to, you know, say Kai or another, you know, another really good player, mm. you know, Bianchi or, you know, I don't want to use Kai and Bianchi as, like, the only two, you know, great players in the area. But if I gave this deck to a really good player, would they do as well as me? Would they do better? Or would they, do, you know, would you know, would they do worse? Right. You know, and, and that's a, you need to c- compare yourself to the other players that you know you can benchmark as good. Like mm-hmm. if, if my benchmark for skill players is X, Y, and Z, and they do as good as me or worse, then I need to find you know X1, X2, X3. Yeah. These these newer players that you know might be better, and right. that's that's how you make a, a more accurate assessment of yourself. Yep. But, like, truth be told, though, like, it doesn't, like, your skill level doesn't really matter. Like, it, it truly, like, it doesn't. Like, if, if you're, unless you're, like, playing, you know, PTQs or big events, like, how good you are doesn't matter. <clears throat> Just play magic, have fun. Don't talk down to other people because you think you're better. Don't, you know, just dismiss other people because you think they're better. Don't. Be cocky and confident because you just—it's the arrogance before the fall. You know, there, there's no yeah. need to to like, you know, make it personal or ruin someone else's day or be, 
just rude because you think you're better than them. Right. Like, like more often, like more often than not, your assessment of yourself is going to be wrong. More often than not, your assessment of other people is going to be wrong. <clears throat> and, like, personally, like, I, I think that... I think I'm in such a really good position to analyze people because I don't really play competitively that much, mm-hmm. but I have played competitively in the past, and I don't, you know, have these inherent biases like, oh, I think I'm better than him, you know, because I, I play him at big events and I beat him, or I play him because he, he gets lucky. Like, I don't have that bias. So, like... I feel as though, like, I think it's funny when I hear people talk to each other and it's like, oh, I'm so much better than this guy or this guy's yeah. awful. And uh-huh. so many people are like that. So many people just want to hate on other people. Yeah. And like, oh, this guy's not as good. You know, like, you know, and it goes back to your test group. Like, when you have a group of players who don't do that and keep check the egos and, you know, you know, just actually try to get better together, they do. Like, results happen. Yep. And, you know, Buffalo isn't this, like, hotbed of magic activity. They're not, like, you know the the channel fireball guys or the star city guys but buffalo has some amazing players and the skill level like i said i mean we talk we keep talking about this you know when when i first started playing when you first moved the skill level was kai you know kai or like you know one of the other random players who's decent but you know didn't play competitively for a few years or things like that and now we've got this core of guys that is really strong yeah. You know, I mean, when we go to a Grand Prix and we only have one guy top 64, that's that's like bad for us. Yeah. You know, like like oh, a bad event. You know, we only we only had five guys in the top 100. Yeah. You know, like that that's disappointing. Whereas like you know, someone day twoing would just been amazing before, and now it's like oh, we only had four guys day two. What what a bad turnout. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah, we, we we had like four or five guys that we know day two, and we're like, wow, we must have really like dropped the ball on this one. We didn't test enough. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, so, whereas mean, we, we we had one we had two people day two uh, the first GP Pittsburgh and we were like we're ecstatic yeah we were ecstatic yeah it, it shows how you know how the expectations go up along with the skill level and yep. on top of that you know the, you know when when the expectations go up and the skill level goes up the community just gets the community seems to rally rally more like everyone was so excited for Kai and for Alex mm-hmm. you know when uh, when Radajak top aided the the Super Series event everyone like i you know i got, I got like six texts like oh yeah writers x in this event you know everyone was pumped for it it yeah. built a lot of community and on top of that you know what, what i'd love to see is those you know those fnm you know pseudo superstars in the fnm and <laughs> i mean you know the the, the like the, the the fnm like herald miners yeah. <laughs> no one that's, that's a reference no one's gonna get i don't even get that one he 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 was the, I believe, 1991 NBA Slam Dunk champion, <laughs> and as a result of doing that, he got the nickname Baby Jordan. You know, he, he turned out to be this random, you know, not so great player, but you know, he won a dunk contest and he got all his hype. Yeah. And, you know, he ended up never really amounting to too much in terms of the NBA. But you know, there, there was an awesome Yahoo story about how he he took all his contract money and he didn't squander it, and like, he's doing very well now. <laughs> after the NBA, so That's shout out to Harold Miner. But yeah. like, it's one of those things. Like, you know, don't overhype yourself. And you know, I hope all those players that do overhype themselves get a more realistic, you know, analysis of themselves. Yeah. Or you know, come to me. I'll tell you how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah. but I mean, in seriousness, if 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 those players, you know, in in your community or in our community, and you know, the players who you know play FNM and do really well, if those guys would, you know, try to do. You know, better in terms of self-assessment, and try to get better. 
you know, those test groups could go from eight to twelve to sixteen. You know, instead, hey, instead of drafting, you know, eight guys, hey, we got two pools, the two two pools of solid pods, players to yeah. draft. You know, and people are willing to get better and willing mm-hmm. to. And that's the worst thing is like you you don't get better as soon as you say that you're the best. As soon yeah. as you think that you're the best. Yeah. You know, and, and another another thing, this is this isn't really related to what we were just talking about, but it kind of goes back to the, the test group. Is like a lot of people, or I haven't talked to a ton of people about this group because I've kind of wanted to keep it like. I didn't really want to make it too public until now where I kind of had a chance to explain it. Um, a lot of people, um, I had, I had kind of an, an issue with this, um, with, with, with Joe Marcello, um, cause we had, we had the pod going and he goes, um, he, he messaged me later. He's like, Oh, um, where were you guys? Why are you guys drafting? And I go, uh, we were testing for PTQ and he goes, Oh, cause I was kind of, I was kind of, my feelings were kind of hurt that I didn't get invited. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not trying to leave people out, but at the same time, we're not trying to have a nine person or 10 person, you know, pod that doesn't, that doesn't help us. We need to have an eight, we need to have an eight person pod. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I, I really wanted to be careful with this cause I really think that we had a chance, um, we have a chance to really do something with this. I really didn't want to invite 20, 30 people to this group because it's so often we already become have, a casual have, thing too. We have those groups. We have the groups with 60, you know, a hundred people in them. We, we have the groups with every single person that's ever heard of the word Buffalo in them. Um, and, and those groups, you know, they're good for what, what they are, where if, if there's big tournaments that the stores want to advertise, you know, that, that that's good. Um, if, if people want to like try to trade stuff on a, a, a more, a wide scale, you know, that's, that's that this group of people is, is not that, um, I really wanted to stress that. Um, and like, if, if, if you don't get, if you didn't get, you know, the initial invite or, you know, you didn't, you're sorry, you, know, you don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings. Um, and you know, it's not necessarily that I'm like, Oh, this person's terrible. I, I don't want to be around them. Although, you know, it, it might be the case, but, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm obviously kidding, but I'm, I'm trying to keep it you know, a, a really tight knit group of people that, um, you know, have drafted together a lot. Um, you know, I know personally that have, have a good grasp of limited and, and, you know, they do drafts every week. They play magic online drafts all the time. Um, you know, have done well at limited events, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, I, I am, you know, trying to, to up the numbers, but I really am not looking to have a hundred, a hundred people, you know, but you know, if you, if you have questions about the group, anything about it, you know, feel free to message me. Um, you know, you can talk it out if you're, if you're interested in joining the group. Um, you know, we can talk about it. I'm not making, I'm, I'm not making any promises to people. Um, but at the same time, I'm also not going to, uh, I'm not going to turn down people that are really, um, dedicated to testing. And, um, one, one last thing is, you know, um, just, just to not, I really want to make sure that I'm not confusing people that these aren't drafts that are, um, meant for fun, for fun. For yeah. fun. Um, which there are plenty of drafts during the week that people can go to for fun. Um, uh, and you know, if, you know, I, people, people who don't play competitively still like to draft and that's fine, but I'm, we're, we're not really looking uh, yeah, you're, look, you're looking to, to draft different archetypes to see how things go, to you know see what colors get cut off, and to to see how many you know of an archetype 
you know, a typical eight-man draft pod will support. Yeah, to have Things good like conversations about picks and card format. analysis. Yeah, yeah, that really that really helped. Um, uh, at the at the PTQ, we we eliminated a lot of uh, a lot of you know strategies. We talked. We eliminated a lot of cards that we thought might be good that ended up not being. We picked up on the cards that were extremely good. Um, and I think based on you know the people I played at the PTQ, the people I saw playing against all the other guys that were in the group, um, we were. Uh, and this was kind of this was kind of weird for me. Um, and I think a lot of the other guys too, because we've never really done anything like this. We were extremely far ahead of the uh, general PTQ public for this event. Um, we put in, you know, not a, not like a ton of work, but we got quite a few drafts in um, in the the weeks beforehand. Um, and I think we were like really far ahead of in terms of you know card evaluation and and, and deck building and that sort of stuff for for this event. So that, that was really great. And, uh, you know, oh, we've talked enough about this and we've, we've <clears throat> gone on about the PTQ, the mid boss, or not the, the, the F and M. It's too many tangents and stuff. Yeah. So I think, uh, I'll do a little more housekeeping here. Um, I, there's, it's things around MTG cast, either switching, you know, who's running it or they're, they're doing something else for quiet speculation. I'm, I'm not sure how exactly it's working, but we're going to make sure we get our podcast up weekly on Friday mornings. They'll be up Friday mornings, if not beforehand. So we're going to try to get on a regular schedule there so you can actively look for us on Friday mornings. Before your FNMs, you can listen to it on your laid-back Friday at work or your laid-back Friday doing whatever. Yeah. So we're going to try to get, get going on that. We're going to... Um, you know, well, you know, we had talked about, you know, if players were, you know, looking to get better or improve the game at all, if they were, you know, were interested, they get a hold of us or things like that. And we, we haven't really been getting that much in terms of response, but I, I've been talking to Kai about this, and Kai seems really adamant on, you know, working on getting players better. Yeah. And, you know, with all the talk about like the test group and, you know, the new set coming out, maybe players, you know, take it a little more seriously. If, you know, you do want to get better, um. You know, John and I around. I mean, we don't we might not be the greatest players, but you know, another another perspective might help. Uh, things like that. You know, we we've all got our strengths and things like that. So we do appreciate if uh, you know people do send us like ideas or ask for help. Shout out to Scott for the lands deck he wants us to build. Yeah, <laughs> that, that looked pretty sweet. It's, I, I feel as though that should be that, that will be a, a live podcast F and M and boss deck. Yeah, <laughs> and I I think we we can work on uh, something like that. I don't know if we have any live cast coming up soon, but um, in terms of housekeeping, uh, there is this, some Grand Prix trials coming up this week. There's one at Highland Hobby. If anyone wants to go, it is standard. It's a great. I, I love going to Highland. The drive is awesome. I just go down Route Five. It's very scenic. It's a nice, peaceful drive. Uh, it's fun. The player is pretty good. Actually, players a lot better than just pretty good. The player is really nice. Um, It'd be a really good way to get ready for preparation for the Star City Invitational Qualifier going to Collectors on Sunday. It's standard. Stuff happens. You get stuff. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's happening. Um, but the big event um, the big event I am really spearheading in, in pushing is the Gary Horsch Memorial Tournament. It is October 20th. Um, it's the 8th we're recording right now. It's about 12 days away. There's 33 people signed up. There's 31 spots left. 
I would love to have this filled. It's $20 for a sealed event. 20 bucks for six packs is really good. Uh, on top of that, if you're planning on going to Toronto, is Toronto just Theros sealed or is it Theros? Theros. It's just Theros? This would be a good way to get some early testing in for Sealed. If you were interested in it, it's a good way to just crack some packs, hang out with some people. On top of that, um, like I said, if you knew Gary, if you knew, you know, if you knew Gary or Phil to tell us one of Gary's good friends, or if you knew a lot of players that knew Gary, you know, a lot of people play collectors or things like that, it, it'd be a good way to, to go, uh, you know, if you had never actually known Gary, you, you maybe get an insight into his life, who he was, and... It's, I know it's a really strange thing talking about players, you know, who, who died. It's not really like a, it's not really a, a game that is, you know, you know, older players play more often than yeah. not. It's just a lot of, you know, high schoolers, twenty year olds, things like that. But, you know, it, it's it, it's a good way to go and you know meet members of the community. It's gonna be more of a so, it's not gonna be like a social event. It's gonna be a, you know a serious magic event. But it's gonna you know a lot of time to socialize, talk about, you know, talk to players you know, meet people and, you know, be more active part of your community. I'm, you know, one, one of the big things I'm huge on right now is growing the community and, you know, making, you know, everyone feel welcome and, you know, growing the, the competitive community as well. But the, I, I feel as though magic players aren't very good in terms of, you know, being, you know, know each other outside of magic. I mean, you don't have to like, you know, go grab dinner with Alex Bianchi, though we would if we could. Yeah. <laughs> or or go to Falafel House with Blaine because he still owes me. Yep, he does. Just saying. I'm, I'm never going to get that, but that's okay. Nope. I, I've made peace with it. But, you know, if you don't talk to players, you know, get to get to know them, get to know their life outside of Magic, you know, just just shoot the breeze every now and then. It's it's, it's you, you'll find you're a lot you're a lot happier at Magic and you're more eager to go to Magic when you've got people you can really, you know, relate to or you feel closer to. And that's why, you know, I I have actively been trying to, you know, talk to people, get to know them. And things like that. So yeah. I, I highly, there's so many reasons to go to this tournament. It's going to be awesome. The, the, the prize they're giving out, you know, good prizes, awesome stuff. There's going to be pizza there. It, it's going to be a really cool event. So I really advise you to get a hold of collectors and pre-register for this event. I would love to have it filled. If it if it is filled, um, we could, we should do some promotion for it. If if the event gets filled, we'll we'll do something awesome. Yeah. We'll, We'll figure it out. We won't we won't lock in anything yet, but we'll have something cool. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, we will do something awesome if it, if it gets gets filled to 64. On top of that, if we get up to 120 Facebook likes, we will do an Ask Us Anything live on Twitch as a podcast. We'll do it. Yes. You, you've got all of October, so tell your friends. You know, we're, we're getting those those likes tw- tw- trickling in. So you know, tell your friends if you're a serious player. If you you know, do things like that. If you're, you know, less serious, you know, tell your friends, let them know that we exist. You know, because when we go out to podcast, we go out to like podcast live. It's cool when people know about us. Yeah. I know some of the eerie guys are starting to listen, so that's really cool. Yeah. Justin's got some pretty good reach on his, uh, you know, some of the posts he's doing. So we're doing, we're, you know, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing slowly, but we are growing, so that's really good. Yeah. So we appreciate everyone who listens, and we appreciate the guys who, who actually contribute and want to be a better part of the community. Are there any other things coming up that are worth mentioning? Um, or any other housekeeping there, things? There, there, there's talks between myself, Alex Bianchi, and possibly Ryan um, for doing a community um, stream uh, where basically we'll set up like a schedule where like Alex will stream on Tuesdays, I'll stream on Wednesdays or whatever. Like oh, on Moto? Something like that. On Moto. We'll oh, that's an excellent we'll, idea. And we'll just use the same account so we can have shared viewership. Um, and uh, Ooh, we're in the we're in the early 
stages of talking about that. that. Um, I, so I'm that pretty sure I could talk to Pro Tour competitor Scott Abramowski. I, no, just uh, yeah, because I, I work with Scott, and uh, you know, he's, he, he, he plays a lot on Moto too. I'm pretty sure he, I don't think he'd be opposed to streaming as well. So yeah. I might be another you know top level player you could could get in on that too. Yeah, and then we could we could also start streaming the the podcasts live, um, and we could take viewer questions, which we've talked about before, but we've just been too lazy to do. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say lazy. We're trying to work on other things about growing and I, doing the, the live. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> just for reference, John does John John gets the call to record he records and that's about it that uh, is about it that's that's really it's about it but um <laughs> uh yeah justin has a lot of work uh and yep. i do a lot of work so if you like the dunklers you should make sure that john knows how much work we do and how much they appreciate all the stuff we do and tell john to get off his button stream some more or do something else yeah i'm gonna start i'm gonna stream this week at some point theros theros yeah yeah uh the the videos from the theros event are gonna be up i'm working on them it's it's just dreadful to edit the video so if anyone knows about video editing and wants to make my life easier to maybe they can be like a, a time and like walk through on a program is better than windows movie maker that'd be cool but these they're gonna they're going up the the videos are pretty cool we got our there's a few spoiler pseudo spoilers. We we have this this event was amazing. We will have awesome pictures of the event in togas. Shout well, out say, to anyone. don't 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 do the spoilers. Just let them. They have waited this long. Don't shout outs to anyone who came in togas. And there are two awesome, awesome epic surprises. So yeah. it, you will appreciate this almost assuredly. So stay tuned for those. They should be up in this link as well on the the podcast. So. John, uh, anything else you can wrap up, and we'll go from there. I think that's uh, about it. Like, like the Facebook page, follow us on Twitter. Um, at the Slam Dunklers. At oh, the Slam Dunklers. If if you get on, make a Facebook, make a Twitter account, retweet our comment about getting Alex Bianchi on the Pro Tour for coming in second in the largest PTQ ever. Most 400 players. The average PTQ is probably like around 100 to 150 people. Yeah. It's huge. I I I tweeted the the person who's like in charge of like and organized play. Fuel. Yeah, I tweeted her, and if we get a boatload of retweets, y- you never know. We might get Alex on the Pro Tour, and if we did, That'd that be would sick. be awesome. Be if sick. if that happens, I will I will do another tweet campaign where we get something if we get X number of retweets. So, yeah. uh, guys, um, yeah, Bill Bolden, you're like a big Twitter guy. Get on this, man. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Shout yeah. outs to DJ Spruik. Yep. Shout outs to Spruik. Shout outs to everybody. Yeah. So um, yeah. get on that, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, do that. Uh, I'm. Do you do you know my Twitch channel page thing? It's what, Fat Fatwall thirty three. Yep. Yeah, check out check out Twitch Twitch TV dot Fatwall thirty three. I'm gonna be streaming at some point during this week. Not exactly we can sure on when. Facebook. I can announce. I'm gonna spam. My, I'm gonna spam the outlets like I always do. Yeah, this cast um, went really long, so we apologize, guys. Yeah, we apologize. Appreciate the listening. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week with some more uh, important information. We'll let, you, we'll let you know, guys, how how the pro tour went, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to stop stuttering, stop speaking. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. See ya.